So anyway, we're waiting for Brian. When that that's not going to surprise anybody. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like you're usually waiting on me. Isn't he usually punctual? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. Or... I wouldn't say that. No, no, he's <laughs> he's usually closing some big deal. Hey, All man. right. So do do you have do you have your text thread available? Do you my text thread? Oh, yeah. That's, that that's what that's what a series of I thought you said related text messages is called. It's called a thread. Do you do you have that the thing that we've been doing all afternoon? You you remember that? <laughs> you remember the remember the movie Die Hard? <laughs> remember remember when you were in the Beatles? I'm, I'm sorry, officer. I I had a couple of Joe Rickies at Schoonermakers. <laughs> I was uh, I couldn't finish this set. So I, I, with the Sicilian sticky bomb, I was trying to. I liked it. I, I liked the Sicilian sticky bomb. The Sicilian sticky bomb at the do me a favor. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think what. Fountain. Do me a, the, do do me me a, a favor, favor fountain. Or do me a flavor. <laughs> do me a flavor is kind of funny. I had a couple of fin drippers at the polka dot spot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think one of the other ones too. I really liked <laughs> a bamboo Bastra at the Ipswich Impala. <laughs> I, I had a I had a sorry, Brian. Well, well, well. <laughs> Look who's uh, here. Good afternoon. <laughs> he's wearing a jacket. He's wearing a navy blazer. I'm waiting for him to pull out one of those skinny microphones that Bob Barker used. <laughs> Come on down, Jeff and Jared. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you just have lunch with Mumsy? No. <laughs> no. He, he bought a new phone and changed his number. <laughs> You've got a real Roger Sterling's son-in-law vibe working today. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's a compliment. Sterling Lauren, was one of my Roger Sterling's son-in-law. No, no, Roger Sterling. Yeah, I you you got to listen to all the words coming out of my mouth. No, don't talk about the son-in-law. <laughs> what was his name? It was something Pete, like Pete Woodsley, Brantley, Woodard. <laughs> I'm 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 sorry, officer. I had a couple Curacao cupies at uh, Bambi Bay. <laughs> Curacao. <laughs> Curacao. <laughs> you can tell Jeff hasn't drank in like thirty years. How's <laughs> the blue stuff? The Curacao. <laughs> I had a I had a bamboo badgetra. At the at the Ipswich Impala. <laughs> yeah, I, I I see. I I have no less than thirty five text messages, thirty five <laughs> notifications here, and they're all 
uh, ridiculous drinking <laughs> from even more ridiculous fictitious bar locations. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, I had a couple of talk of the North and frescas. Jeff started it. <laughs> yeah, Jeff started it. That's usually how it goes. <sighs> really? All right. <laughs> so Jared, you can't, do you have to ask her, do you have to ask your mom if you can stay and play? <laughs> how about we just keep moving and if I got to go, I'll just check out early. <laughs> like like Sinatra on the on the uh, Tonight Show. Well, we know you've got another engagement, Jared. If that's okay. Well, aren't we happy to have? Okay, all right, ready? Do 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 do. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Howdy. Welcome to the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. This is a very special episode because we are joined not only by the aide-de-camp, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. But also the Segundo, Jared Reiser. Howdy, Jared. Howdy. So uh, it, it's it's rare that we get all three of us uh, together. Um, so, uh, Brian... I was listening to uh, the Florence Pugh Appreciation Society. Let me tell you, your broadcasting instincts are fantastic. Okay, because like one of my favorite moments was after my dog had been barking her damn head off for like 15 minutes. All right, I say, Brian, were you gonna tell a story? You Man, you were just like into that story, clearly. I'm killing my dog, right? Because it's like, I say, I say nothing. I say nothing about your story. You're just vamping. And then I come back on. I'm like, yeah, good story. All right, let's go. And my dog's quiet, just quiet as a tomb. I didn't kill my dog, but I like, <laughs> I yelled at her and told her to be quiet. She reserves the, the uh, she reserves the right to start barking her head off uh today as well as most dogs will do yeah so uh i was reminded that i need i gotta get that uh you know that filter thing because you know i'm still doing the death rattle thing i'm still doing the i don't know what that is that robbie coltrane inhalation of the morbidly obese i'm sorry i just had a a couple of robbie coltrane inhalations at the morbidly obese well that sounds good <laughs> so jared it's great to see you yeah good to see you i was uh i was down in your part of the country but still a little ways away oh that's What's right that? now it can be now it can be told where where brian really was and not, and not where we spent 20 minutes of the last podcast saying he was. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> so let me guess. Uh, Estes Park? Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> 
are you, you saying are you doing how you, 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 you say <laughs> are you doing jose es, es, ferrer estes park <laughs> estesia park please do not make fun of my accent it hurts my feelings wait a minute, why did i just go to italian <laughs> Because what? Because for all we know, whatever your mispronunciation of Estes Park was, could have been Italian. Help me out. How, how do you say it? Estes Park. That's what I said. Est, est, Estes Park. <laughs> Sorry, that's the name of my cousin. I did. I get those two mixed up. <laughs> so, how were you? No, in fact, you just went in the entire opposite direction. Okay, so were you south of me? South of Gunnison? What, are we going to play 20 questions? Yes, he was south of you. Brian, either step up your game. No, no, no. Take your this, jacket is off. this is fun. He's got the game show jacket on and everything. It feels like, yeah, it feels like we're in a game. I know. I'll yeah. take, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take, take uh, tell you right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Telluride? Is that where you're at? That's where I was at. Oh, cool. Uh, J- Jared, it's pronounced Telluride. Telluride. <laughs> I remember flying into Telluride. So I'm assuming you, you went skiing? No, there's not enough snow up there. It's, it's off season in the we just kind of stayed around town, drove around a little bit, checked, checked everything out. It was great. Were places, uh, most places open now? In, in downtown Telluride, most places are open. Okay. Um, up at the Mountain Village, like everything's, everything's closed up there, which is fine. Um, but, uh, Did you see any celebrities? Yeah. I didn't see any. Cele- they've got a mask mandate, so even if they were there, I couldn't tell. And they were adhering to the mask yeah, for mandate. The, yeah, for the most part, people do. Does Seinfeld still have a house in uh, Telluride? I think he does. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Does anybody know anything about the Telluride airport? Uh, that it's the scariest airport to fly into? Scariest, smallest airport in... <laughs> So it's it's kind of on the top of a mountain, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, a sign that's pointing up it and it's like a dirt driveway. <laughs> no way. Like, the sign says airport. Airport. Tell you right, airport this way. And it's like a <laughs> it's like a rutted out dirt road. <laughs> like, no. I'm sure I'm sure the uh, runways are in better condition than that driveway. Surely. Since we're not smuggling cocaine um, into no, no, they don't do that there. No, not tell you right. No. Was it? Wasn't there an Eagles? Wasn't there an Eagles song or Don Henley song about uh, moving it into tell you right and something? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Smugglers Blues. Did Smugglers Blues drop a? a a line about Telluride? Yeah, I think they did. I think did that's they? exactly what it is. Yep. If there's trouble on the streets tonight. I can feel it in my bones. I had a premonition she should not go alone. 
What'd you call it? What'd you say the name was? Smuggler's Blues. It's yeah, it's Glenn Fry. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I knew I knew the gun was loaded, but I didn't think you'd kill. I'm surprised too, because I thought you didn't like the blood began to spill. What? I said I'm surprised that you knew because I thought you didn't like the Eagles. You couldn't listen to the radio in 1985 without hearing that song. I could. Maybe 86. (laughs) Here you go. You were listening Uh, to Wheels on the Bus. (laughs) For your information, I was listening to Madonna's Material Girl in 86. (laughs) Okay, so there. (laughs) Mother, I I would like to request Madonna's <laughs> uh, material girl uh like a virgin album and also some pull-ups and how about some waffles to go with that <laughs> some waffles i had they a couple hit, of hit. waffle pull-ups at the like a virgin <laughs> they move it through miami they sell it in la they hide it up and tell you ride i mean it's here to stay that Glenn Fry, he he really captured the zeitgeist. What year yep. was it? Uh, Smuggler's Blues, 1984. Oh, really? 84? From okay. the album, The All-Nighter. Yes. Not a good album. Don, Don uh, uh, Glenn Fry's uh, solo out records weren't very good, though he had a couple of good songs on each of them. Don Henley, much better. Yeah, he, he strung together a pretty, couple pretty good solo albums after the Eagles, didn't he? He did. Um, I can't remember what his first one was, but it, I, I really liked it. I really liked it. He used like all these uh, uh, LA session musicians, though. So it means like all the same guys. And it was just, uh, uh, it was like the, the wrecking crew, but for, <laughs> but for like the Jackson Brown set. You know, so it was like a guy named uh, Leland Sklar on bass, Russ Kunkel on drums, and Wadi Wachtel on uh, lead guitar. And those three guys are on like so many records. They're on uh, everything from from Warren Zevon to Glenn uh, Don Henley to Linda Rodenstadt. I mean, seriously, if you made a record in that singer songwriter echo canyon laurel canyon uh set you 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 knew those guys you were using those guys my 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 old friend chris would just always hated that i mean he always he always liked the idea of a band this is the band this these they play the instruments they they this is what they do instead of mercenaries mercenaries who are that's right hired gun that's right of a Pete. <laughs> I don't know. I, should we should we make an announcement to please silence your phones before we start recording? <laughs> We're going to go to break. We're going to take a little break. <laughs> um you can answer his phone. Your feature presentation will beginning <laughs> be beginning shortly. Boy, those so either you guys seen a a movie in the theater yet i haven't no, okay. but you, you know you were talking when you were talking about if i'd seen bond yet um emily and i started from the beginning so we we've watched just to kind of catch refresh like our memory five of them so long no 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 just daniel craig's so we started with uh 
Casino Royale. I'm going to give that to Oh Brothers. (laughs) You shut your mouth. Daniel Craig is an English treasure. Okay. Hey, so you started with Casino Royale. Quantum Solace, and we just finished uh, Skyfall. So, how was Quantum of Solace on a rewatch? Oh, you know what? Um, I remember not liking Casino Royale or Quantum Solace. I didn't like them at all, and I was real. I was thinking, well, I don't know if I'll watch anymore <laughs> of Daniel Craig's films. But after watching it again, I enjoyed both of them a lot better. I don't don't know if it's because it's been. I mean, how long is it? Been? Casino Royale was like oh six. It was like 15 years ago. So I, th- I liked them both better. Yes, I, was, I was still in Kansas City. Yeah. I recently read something about Quantum of Solace and they said that it's, it's from the person who wrote this article, it was their preferred one out of all the Daniel Craig movies. And I really, really? don't remember much about it except for it was like a battle for oil or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it Okay, so I, I've watched it again in the last year, and I didn't think it was very good, but I didn't think it was terrible. You know, it yeah. didn't have the epic sweep. It, I mean, it kind of seemed like it was, they were playing for Roger Moore level stakes. Yeah, you know? I still think I liked Skyfall. Uh, of the ones he's done so far, Skyfall was still my favorite. But I did like Casino Royale a lot. A lot better this time around. It's pretty cool. You know, Mads Milken seems to be like the Danish Liam Neeson. He just is in everything, including just stuff that you'd think, that's crazy. Does he have to make that money? I mean, is he in the pocket of the mob or something? Why is he why is he taking the Danish mob? (laughs) It's the happiest mob on earth. <laughs> Mr. Milliken, good to see you again. <laughs> I don't know, Piers. It feels a little light. <laughs> I, I keep thinking about Gold Member when I think about the Danish accent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is. <laughs> Probably, probably not very. I think he said Faja. Faja. <laughs> like a tiger. <laughs> Do you guys ever say tight like a tiger? Like without an accent or context? No, nope. people... always an accent. Uh, see, I, I, say, I say most things with an accent. <laughs> yeah. Like as this part. Can you tell? You've never been? Is this? Five. Jared only Jared only speaks in an an accent when he's just talking about the national parks or state parks it's it's when I'm nervous and don't know what I'm talking about which is why I do it most of the time throw an accent in there I'll sound smarter (laughs) it's like my my father-in-law you know you do it thick enough to where people can't understand half of what you're saying so even if you do say something wrong (laughs) nobody knows I said the most, I said the most basic 
poorly accented word like to to Jared's father-in-law like <laughs> like gracias or buenos dias or or just something just like utterly mundane and he was so excited and he's like oh you <laughs> speak of my language <laughs> Is, Jer- is Jared's father the man from Down Under? <laughs> and then- I don't think Brian will believe it till he hears him talk. <laughs> we need to get Big Lou on the podcast. Is uh, is he? I take it he a Spanish speaker. Yes. Yeah, he's he is from Mexico, from uh, Jalisco. That's Jalisco to you, Brian. Jalisco? Sorry, guys. Did I say Jalisco right? <laughs> Jalisco. Uh, he, he just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> uh, so it was okay that you were both late joining the podcast. I could have been late myself. I wasn't late. I didn't know about the podcast. He just all of a sudden sent me a link. There was never a question, Jared, can you join a podcast? What did you think? Of? Oh, by the way, you're on a podcast. <laughs> I was minding my own business, taking a bath, drinking some wine, and then I get this text. I'm like, we got to be kidding me. This is me time. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> I never get any me time. <laughs> So Jared has the has the spirit of Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> My taste interrupted. Somebody wants to record a podcast. I'm just trying to unwind here in the bathtub. I guess I could have just stayed in the bathtub. <laughs> you see bubbles on my hand while I'm sipping my <laughs> My Pinot Grigio. Where you're s- <laughs> sipping from polluted glass. <laughs> Emily, more <laughs> grapes. <laughs> he ring- ting, ting. He rings his bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Emily, it's ready. Daddy's ready for his back. <laughs> We've got 30 minutes before we need to head to Estes Park. <laughs> okay, so... When you said it that way, you sounded like one of the lovers. <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, we, were wor- we were weekending in Estes Park. <laughs> we had dined upon Moussaka. Uh, yeah, Rachel Dratch and Will Ferrell are really uncomfortable in that uh, in that shit. <laughs> yeah. No, they seem okay. really comfortable. They make everyone yeah. who watches it and is in it uncomfortable. Uncomfor- yeah, that's it. Yeah. And of course, Jimmy Fallon could not help but breaking every single time. Yeah. Good thing that guy's so adorable because he... Is very unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, not very good at that job. 
So go on. Ryan was about to say something, and we kept we kept cutting him off. <laughs> well, I was going to see where Jeff was going. He said, you know, since both of you guys were late, and then I was just curious as to what where he was going to go with that. Right. So I guess we'll I guess we'll never know. Not true. I'm happy to tell you. Just <laughs> just finished a session with my head shrinker. Good. How you feel? All fixed. Right as rain. <laughs> That's all it took. No, no reason to ever talk to her again. Just just couldn't be more centered, totally together. She solved the puzzle. Happy, well-adjusted person. It was like it was amazing just feeling those last colors of the Rubik's Cube clicking into place. It shows. I noticed <laughs> a glow. Yeah. He parted his hair on a, on the other side this time. I did not. I look like Hitler. That's the side Hitler parted his on. Okay. Was there what? a subject today, Jeff? <laughs> what? Is there going to be a subject today, or was this just three guys goofing off? <laughs> I'm. 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 I'm sorry, officer. I just had a brandy <laughs> belly buster at the messy honeys. <laughs> well, I, I I thought it would be interesting to talk about. Um, uh, well, no, I I don't really want to. I, I mean, I did I did talk to my therapist, but um, you don't want to talk to us about talking to your therapist. No, I don't mind talking to either of you. But should, should we stop recording? Because <laughs> I don't want the one guy in Ireland and the, and the one guy in England to know about it. That's fine. And how, did, how does that make you feel? Uh, that Brian's choice of, of uh, <laughs> podcast platforms has limited our audience? Tell me oh. about your that our long that our long absence from Spotify is keeping us from growing as fast as we we might have otherwise. That's okay. We're coming back. Hey, this is a good time to tell everybody. We're brought to you by MrsWinger.com, the maker of masks for the next pandemic. Also for uh, uh, brought to you by uh, All in a Dream Comics and Books in downtown Denver, Colorado. On Colfax for that absolute Denver experience. Call Ray at area code 303-333-8616. And not that he wants anything to do with us, but Chris Levine's refresher. What's it called? Refresher. I, refresher. The pop, culture, the pop culture therapy podcast. Pop culture therapy wow. podcast. <laughs> Maybe you should write this stuff down. <laughs> I'm a pro Brian, <laughs> other Brian. Because I've listened to Levine's podcast and he's, it's a, it's a, he sounds so professional when he mentions managing expectations. Okay, you know what? You know what? I've got to get, <laughs> hang on. i got to get my therapist back on the line because Levine is just better at everything. He's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, he, he also got a shout out on YouTube and I'm not even kidding. Did you see Saw that? Did I you did, see that? I did. That was great. Yeah. He's, he's well, doing a great job and he's reaching well, yeah. new members. He, yeah. The Canadian stud muffin, you know, 
<laughs> he gave Levine a shout out, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. There's just something about the way I talk. <laughs> he makes five loony every podcast. <laughs> I, you know, I, mean, I think my voice is like the poutine of voices. <laughs> uh, have you ever had poutine? Isn't it like gravy on fries? Gravy. With, uh, cheese curds. Yeah. Cur gravy curds. Cheese curds in the gravy. Curds. Curds and whey. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> cheese, cheese curds, gravy, French fries. Uh, I think that's it. It's Sometimes usually a brown gravy too, right? It, it yeah. seems like I've eaten all those things. I just don't know that I ate them all at the, Not same, at the same time. time. <laughs> and they have such a strange name. Just not at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's starting to pop up on like some hipster restaurants around here. So a friend yeah. of ours, Jeff, almost opened up a poutine uh, food truck in uh, Fort Worth. Seriously? Yeah, I didn't say the name because, again, you sometimes get on to me for saying names. Okay. <laughs> He like he tells people where his brother-in-law lives. <laughs> it's like the third cabin on the left. 634 okay. County Road. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> right across from Harmel's. <laughs> Is it somebody I know? Oh, I bet it was Hanman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh he was practicing with us like he was he was making it for us and we were and he was trying different recipes and we were and he was he was making he was doing pretty good. But I mean, I want to say it was like not long before the pandemic started. Okay. So, yeah. How long? How long has he been practicing poutine? <laughs> oh, he's a black belt. <laughs> Third degree black belt in poutine. Not many people can say that. <laughs> he's a gray bib, or 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 as the as the Canadians do things, he's a gray bib. <laughs> You guys do poutine? <laughs> uh, yeah. Handman made sangria at. Um, no, sorry, Jeff. Who's going? No, you you go. Oh, okay, because I mean, the, I mean, I, I'm just go. the guy whose podcast it is. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. Yeah, everyone. I'm just here for tax purposes. Uh, Jeff puts me down as a dependent. That's all I'm really here for. <laughs> you can put him down as an emotional dependent. <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, Hanman made, Hanman made sangria for us once. Which, man, you want to see a production. Now, I, I say this because unlike Brian's family, Hanman will never listen to this podcast. It was a huge production. He was like boiling red wine and adding sugar for, I don't know how long. I mean, it was a big production. And I just thought, why don't we just buy sangria, chop up some fruit and, and, and have get some it. ice, get some yeah. ice. Yeah. I've been to Spain. You've been to, been to Spain? What? In fact, if, if, if for the purposes of this podcast today, you want to call me the Spaniard, I would be happy to say, are you not entertained? 
You've been to Spain? What part of Spain? Huh? Uh, we were in Catalonia, which is the most unspanish part of Spain. It's like the California of Spain. They think they're better than everyone and different. Why did you do that? The and and they, they certainly are different. They're, it's a different breed of cat. So we flew in and out of Barcelona, which was, a, or as the Catalans say, Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, our uh, accent expert here, Jared. Gracias. <laughs> um, did I have, have I told the story about flying in the cockpit? Not to me. I had a couple of I had a couple of chin rickies at the flying cockpit. While you were on that big bird, uh, so so as I've said before, uh, okay, so this would have been ninety nine, maybe. Uh, we, uh, I, I was working for American Airlines. They are partners with many other major airlines, including British Air. Okay, so we get into London, and we have to. We're trying to get to Barcelona. We've got a condo waiting for us mm. and I'm sorry. Must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like how he lifted his mic as he did that too. <laughs> I got to make sure that comes in clear. <laughs> Must be nice. I think, I think that it was a different kind. I think that the, um, elevating of the microphone uh was was a different he he was posturing in a different on a different level as well <laughs> he actually just flipped a switch and it was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is- so so anyway the flight was oversold to barcelona okay but they were like they were super nice the british air people were super nice and because i was flying on Okay, so I, like I had to like buy a type of ticket. I mean, this is all non-revenue, and, and while Jared has some familiarity for it, obviously Brian just puts down his American <laughs> Express card and buys, you know, full freight, first class. So I'm I've got I've got a ticket of a type <laughs> of a type. <laughs> Again, he's elevating his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, I've got a uh, I've got a ticket of a type uh, on British Air from London to Barcelona, and they said, you know, just be cool and we'll see what we can work out. Well, the flight was full, but can you even believe they put me and Mrs. Winger in the cockpit? We were uh, in the what they call the jump seats. So like Julene's just folded down from the wall and mine kind of like folded over and kept, um, so I was like blocking the door essentially. Just in case. What? Just in case. (laughs) Well, this is before anybody thought about that. I mean, as far as I know, outside of some of the best caves, nobody had thought about turning them into, you know, guided missiles yet yeah 
So obviously, okay. So first of all, I felt I felt bad just because, man, if any of these Brits come to Dallas, I'm not going to be able to return the favor because there is <laughs> no way this goes in America. No way, right? Yeah. Anyway, but they but they did it for us, and um, so we flew in with the pilots in the cockpit. Uh, from London to Barcelona. Now, France, being France, was covered. Wouldn't let you, wouldn't let you fly over it. Or... <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, uh, no, it was covered. So we, we, you know, we couldn't like enjoy the the scenery and below. But I'll tell you what's unbelievable is when you're is when you like see another like when you see other jets coming like see other jets in the sky at different speeds and altitudes and trajectories that that's kind of cool and by the time we approached the pyrenees the clouds started to break so you know we started our descent and came down over as I recall, the Pyrenees Mountains, right, which separate France from Spain, they were um, kind of sharp and broken looking, like a comb that was missing teeth. So we came down over that, banked over what the ancients called the Great Sea, the Mediterranean, the Med, okay, and, and came in for a landing um, in, in, in Barcelona. It's pretty epic. It's great. I mean, banking over the Mediterranean was a great thrill. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. How, how long of a flight is that? Two, it was three too hours? Short. No, not even. Yeah. I mean, oh, really? Maybe it was I, maybe a couple of hours, as, as I recall. I mean, I, I, I would also understand if it went, if it seemed faster than it was, but it seemed fast to me. Yeah. I'm just looking at a map that does that seems pretty great it's pretty even great. if you even if you were sitting on like an ironing board that folded out of the wall exactly right <laughs> with 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 thick nylon uh belts under my under and over my shoulders across my torso and up through the nexus spot <laughs> Did you, or as, did you, or as Jared calls it, Saturday night? <laughs> did you, did you chat up the pilots, or were they not English speakers? No, they, no, they were Brits, and they were great. They were great. Uh, whereas the, whereas in America, most commercial pilots are former military. Uh, apparently, the Brits don't do it that way. So, like, they'll bring guys up through aviation schools and stuff so these were just like a couple of neighborhood guys i mean i think that they i, I don't know I, they might have talked soccer the whole time i really don't remember i mean being in a super close environment and being in a an awkward position i i really had to fight back the urge to make a, a hilarious enchilada platter joke I, 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 in a, in a rare exercise of self-control, I, I did not make my 
enchilada platter joke. One thing I thought it might land as well with them as it did just now with you two. Idiots. <laughs> Are we idiots because we didn't laugh? I just... No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll laugh when it's funny, okay? <laughs> So we got into Barcelona and we took the train down to, so, so we weren't actually staying in Barcelona. We stayed in Tarragona, uh, which is a, a coastal town uh, south. And so we took the train down. We got in super late. We didn't know where we were going. You know, we got like a roller board, um, uh, luggage you know click clacking behind us so that's that's great try to blend in right and we found finally found the place they were super nice we got it we got in the room it was small but fine and uh you know we're both kind of grimy after a long day's travel from the states so julene took a, sh a shower first and as you boys may know, and I know, I, I believe I've said this, told this story before, or at least this part of it, the, the hot water heaters in Europe are roughly the size of a hat box. So Julene blows through the hot water in about 30 seconds, leaving the wingman here with, 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 uh, yeah, a cold shower. That, that's exactly right, Brian. I was indicating a, a very small amount left of temperature. In the hot I know, I know. Of, of no, hot water. There was not that much. No, there wasn't that much hot water as you just had between your thumb and forefinger. <laughs> it sounds was, cold. It sounds cold. It was really cold. <laughs> but they had a bidet. Wow. Yeah. And and that's and that's where you said, you know what? <laughs> yeah. This water's I'm, warm. Maybe not today. <laughs> and maybe not tomorrow, but someday that will be mine. I will bidet. <laughs> Seize the bidet. That's when you first had bidet on the brain. It's a beautiful <laughs> bidet. I wouldn't say it was on the brain, Jared. <laughs> That was, that, was the name name of the of, that was the name of the episode. I know, <laughs> I know that. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it was cool. Uh, it was. I, I told you the story, right? About like one of the greatest meals we ever had. We okay, so we like we keep going out for dinner, and we have the restaurant all to ourselves, which is fine because the Spanish smoke about a carton of cigarettes a day it's unbelievable okay and and the deal is we were like you know we'd show up at a restaurant at seven o'clock and that is the laughably uncool blue plate special time to show up for dinner in spain it's too early okay? way too early <laughs> so so when we're leaving at 8 30 or 9 the place starts to hop. 
I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, there, there was like one thing. This guy, this guy is like my hero. Okay, so I thought he was German, but he's I don't know. He's something like German, Belgian or something. And uh, big guy. I mean, he he looked like he was from Wisconsin, but he had a funny accent. And his deal was, he said, I came down here on holiday. I called my mate, my mates up in Belgium, and I said sell everything i ain't ever coming back and um or or words to that effect that's not really verbatim but that's you know the gist of it and he just stayed in spain and he like opened up this place that kind of looked like a northern european place except you know so uh they you know they were smoking inside so i you know like our, our first night out, you know, I mean, we like came home and our clothes were just, uh, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we smelled like we'd had a couple of strawberry boom booms at the <laughs> winking rat. <laughs> like, like we'd been partying with the rat pack. So, um, then, um, but, but one night we, we went to a place, you know how they say, eat where the locals eat, don't eat at the tourist places. So it was off season, which was fine. Because, uh, which was fine. There weren't a lot of people that was all fine. And then we went to, so we went to a place called El Masson and it was fantastic. And so, so like we, we got in and we sat down and the, you know, the, the, the menu obviously was all in Spanish where, or I don't know, maybe Catalonian. I, I, I really don't know. Um, but what I did know is like, we couldn't really figure it out. And our, our waitress couldn't speak English. Okay. That's okay. We're not being ugly Americans. We're just like, okay, I'm really sorry. So, you know, what, what, what is good and like that. And she wasn't really helpful. She's like, okay, hang on a second. So she goes in back, she comes out with like the chef slash owner proprietor. So he's, he's kind of central casting. Okay. He's got a, a swarthy, uh, a complexion. He's got a, he's got a, I, I, I can't remember if he was just like a huge mustache or if he had a, a beard, he may have had a bandana tied around his neck but he was smoking a cigarette, the ash of which was like so long, it looked like, it looked like Keith Richards, okay? So he's like, no problem, no problem. I take care of you, I take care of you, okay? And we're like, well, great. It's great to be taken care of, but no problem, no problem, I'll be back, okay? So like, you know, a, a, a bottle of wine comes. And I swear to you, I have no idea what this costs. And, and, and this becomes now a subject of conversation between Mrs. Winger and I. The wine was fantastic. And so she was like, happy anniversary, babe. I'm not paying for this. I didn't order it. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been the American thing to do. <laughs> It would have been a type of American thing to do. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like within three months of our anniversary. So Mrs. Winger just says, whatever this costs, this is it. 
So the guy comes back out with a steak roughly the size of a manhole cover. Okay. It is, it is you so the man, you get the manhole cut. Nice. It was, it was laying on a manhole cover. <laughs> That's how it, it, and, it was, and it was like flopping over the side. And speaking of flopping over at this point now, his, his ash is, is, like, is like dangling like, like a piece of PVC pipe. <laughs> Hanging off the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> He's like, and now for the final touch. And he sprinkles <laughs> the steak. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else we had, but it, I mean, it, it, we continue to this day. I mean, and I think in, in this, we, we've talked about this before. We've talked about enjoy every sandwich. We talked about how, you know, most days, you know, you just, you know, you eat, it's fine. You know, you don't, um, you know, I, I mean, Mrs. Winger made some curry chicken thing last night. It's hard to imagine that on my deathbed, I'm going to be thinking, man, that one time where I had a meeting and it got, went late and I just ate the curry chicken out of the, out of the Tupperware. That was fantastic. I mean, it was great. It was fine. You know, it was, it was, it was very tasty, but it got wrecked because of circumstances, you know, I didn't get a chance to eat with my wife and I'm not going to think about it, but this was a meal. It was one of the handful of, of meals in your life that you like think back over the years and think, wow, that was amazing. That was great. So. Um, Sarah and I, one time and it, we went, we were in Mexico and I think we were in Puerto Vallarta um, we went on like a group trip and one day we just, we took a trip, just the two of us. We're like, we're just going to go, two of us just go wander around the city and just look at some things. And <clears throat> we kind of got away from all of like the big touristy stuff and just kind of got into the town a little bit. And, um, there was this little restaurant and kind of a similar thing. We wander in and couldn't understand anything on the menu. Didn't have any clue what we were ordering. And the guy was just like, I'll take care of you. And uh, it was, just, we were the only two in there and we had a really great meal. And at the end of the meal, he brings out these two like shot glasses, but it's a liquid that's in there that has like debris like floating in there and it's, it's warm. And uh, like, what's, what's this? And he's like, Oh, just, just drink, just drink. And uh, it's, it's like the broth from like the shrimp, like they, all the seafood that they cook, it's the broth that's from it. And you take it at the end of a meal and you take a shot of it. And uh, it was really, it was, it was amazing. We talk about that meal a lot too. Like we just had a really nice time. I'm sorry, officer. I just had a couple of seafood bras and a, at the, <laughs> at the, <laughs> at senior sunrise. <laughs> And it was good, um, you know, kind of a briny, salty broth. The old briny. <laughs> Have you ever been to Seville, Jeff? I got my hair cut there. Uh huh. I've never, I've never been to Seville. No, I'm, I just, essentially I told you I've been, I've been to I, I, I was in Tarragona 
They've got a, a, a Roman Colosseum. And then we went to uh, Barcelona one day. And there are a couple of things that I could tell you about that. I don't know if I want to, you know, I mean, I don't know how interested everyone is in my Spanish vacation. Hello? Wait, where are you guys, where'd you guys go? Uh, you have a slideshow? <laughs> Hang on, it'll just take me a minute to get it queued up. We... Uh, so, okay, so we went to the Picasso Museum, which was interesting, but I'm telling you, Picasso was terrible to women. He was a dirty old man. And if your kid ever came home with like his drawings on your peachy, on his, on his peachy, uh, you would, do, do kids still use peachies? <laughs> no, they, they, use, they use MacBook Airs. <laughs> Nobody's used that word in 200 years. <laughs> Remember the this the this the 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 scenes that they'd have on on the peachy of like the the guys running like with the tank tops and the short shorts. Yes, I do. I mean, I probably <laughs> still have a couple peaches though. They're do you really pieces? Yeah, yeah. We should. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. It was I, I'm not sure that it was general issue for homeschoolers, Jared. <laughs> Okay, so uh, on his folder, I'm sorry I said peachy, a word that hasn't been used in 200 years. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking up images of peachies right now. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, officer, I just had a couple of doodle peachies. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, he had a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, there was like some not so subtle uh, imagery in, in Picasso stuff. Anyway, uh, good date a museum. And then Julene wanted to go to the Antoni Gaudi Park, which is like the Guel Park. So from there you can see the Sangra Madra, you know that 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 cathedral that's been in construction G for um, two hundred years. Cathedral. Gaudi's? Yeah, yeah. What what's it called? I can't remember what it's called, but I mean, I feel like that's the only church worth seeing there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's, it, I mean, kind of like looks like melting candles, right? Yeah. I mean, the spires. The stained glasses I mean, are real pretty and. <laughs> Uh, this old lady that Jared and I knew, uh, Mary McDonald, said, <laughs> Gowdy was weird. Anyway, I mean, he, he used a lot of uh, uh, cur curved, <laughs> you know, curved surfaces and stuff. So anyway, so we, we, we she, she says, this park is supposed to be really great. It's not far. Just come with me. Okay, so like we take like a taxi and a bus and you'd have thought that we were being trailed by the KGB, particularly since she's walking me up like a 45 foot incline. Okay, it's paved, paved road, but my feet are absolutely killing me. And I am, I don't know if you guys can believe this, but I am belly aching the whole way. No, no. Yeah. I've been on vacation with you before. Uh, yeah. 
I have never heard you complain. <laughs> so we go by like these like burned out buildings that have stuff spray painted on them. Like, and in English, I didn't have to decipher. I, I didn't have trouble reading this menu. It was like, die American imperialist <laughs> capitalist running dog pigs. Okay. And I'm like, Juline. And you know, she's, she, she's smart smarter than me so she stays 15 feet away from me because you know if i can get a hold of her i'm saying we're out of here <laughs> so anyway we get to this park and it was really quite something it was beautiful and, and very interesting and from this elevated place you could like see you know the you know the cathedral and you can see all over the place and you know it was great i mean the guy did stuff with tile and mosaics that was pretty extraordinary the Sagrada Familia. Does that sound right? Yeah, it does. Uh, this is interesting. It's apparently it's not finished yet. They're still working on it. Right. It was anticipated. St it, they're still on the clock there. And, and it was, I'll tell it you was, why. And I'll tell you why. It's because they take siestas like like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> every every fifteen minutes they take a break. <laughs> it was anticipated it was anticipated that the building would be completed by 2026 the centenary of gaudi's death but this has now been delayed because of the covid19 pandemic yeah it was that it, supply chain that's the problem supply yep. <laughs> you know what levine really liked the supply chain he gave it a shout out on his instagram which yeah. i'm guessing has more followers than we have no yeah you know why? Because I bet Chris Levine doesn't complain on vacation. Keeps it positive. Seems like a very normal person. No, he's not normal. He's nicer than normal. He's a hundred times nicer than normal. I mean, compared to you. Then he's like a thousand times nicer than me. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's not a centenary. Centennial. What did I say? It's, I'm just reading what it says here. The no, I know, I know, but um, what's the difference between a centenary and a centennial? How it's spelled. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, centenary is more popular in British English while centennial is preferred in the United States. In this country, Brian, in this country, we say centennial, okay? It means 100. <laughs> how's, how's, every, how's everyone's schedule looking today? Yeah. <laughs> I never want you in a jacket again. <laughs> look look good feel good do good i thought i thought we we're trying to step well, it up i'm wearing here. a collar i'm wearing a collar oh uh, jared jared's wearing a uh, podcast brought to you by brooks brothers <laughs> a company that's no longer in business <laughs> we're still in business we should start doing that we should start doing ads for companies just to fill yeah. until we get like just so we until we get like real get your uh, coupons here for mervin's <laughs> looking for that looking for that uh 
open, open, open. You guys remember that? <laughs> was that Mervin's? That was Mervin's. I don't remember that. There, there was no Mervin's in Denver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There was Mervin's in Denver. Yeah, Mervin's had that commercial where there's a lady at the front yeah, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Open, yeah. open. This, this podcast has been brought to you by your friends at Enron. <laughs> Enron. Whoa. Not okay. Not okay. On Too behalf soon? of our many <laughs> okay, that may be okay up in Colorado. Okay, level three. All right. Yeah, you. Yeah, U.S. West has something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So. Um. I. Okay. Well, you took all the steam out of my Montgomery Ward sponsorship, so just forget about it. <laughs> brought to you by Packard. <laughs> I I remember you do you remember in the 80s when they would do the breaks in the football games and they and they would say Alcoa presents fantastic finishes. Yeah. Those yeah. were those were so great. I know. I know. <laughs> they still do variations on that. Um yeah. But, oh, uh, somebody had a thing. Uh, it's a rookie mistake. I was watching football this last weekend, and they were saying, you know, but then they, like, still want to send everybody home with a participation trophy and say, uh, uh, well, it was a rookie mistake, but it could have been made by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, the, the the commercials. I mean, the commercials. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it makes me sound old, and I'm, I'm sure it makes me sound like a kind of dude that I'm really not. But I, I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like the beer commercials that I grew up with. I don't even drink yeah. beer. In fact, I read, I wrote like a whole. Okay, so so like. Okay, so I'm not there yet, and truckers, you're not down the mountain yet, and the whole thing, but I'm coming up on 15 years of sobriety. Jared, you might want to go mix a drink while I'm talking to Brian about this. Hey, I have, you guys will be proud of me. I've only had two drinks the, the last six weeks. Including beer and wine? No, it was one beer and one cocktail. That was it bad well, that sounds moderate and if i could do that i would have i would have only had two drinks in the last six weeks too <laughs> unfortunately the way i'm feeling i think i would have two drinks this afternoon and i got a meeting tonight <laughs> it's good jared keep it up yeah keep, it up. Keep, keep up the great work so last night so obviously this is on my mind on 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 a, like a heavy uh, level. Also, I recently uh, uh, had someone confide in me about a, this problem. So, I mean, it's on my mind, okay? Uh, how her habit of having two glasses of wine became three glasses of wine, which has become four glasses of wine. And, oh, by the way, that's a bottle. Isn't mm -hmm. that a bottle? Depends on the glass, I suppose. Yep. Four glasses, was, typically a bottle. Yeah. Unless you're drinking from a... 
a glass of booze? I, 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 yeah, I usually try to I, I would usually try to drink from a hurricane glass. What, what did you say? Glass boot. <laughs> I can fit my whole bottle of wine in my glass boot. <laughs> or a cowboy boot. I got it from Texas. <laughs> uh, Fishbowl, whatever you got. So last night, so last night I dreamed that I, this is, this is a little heavy duty and I didn't talk to the therapist about this, but I'll just talk to you and our, our multitude of listeners. So I had a dream that I fell off the wagon by mixing fine bourbon with Dr. Pepper. (gasps) I know, I know. So this is... (laughs) I don't know what's more disappointing. <laughs> I know, right? What a waste. It better been cheap bourbon. <laughs> no. It been like bullet or something. No. Because the whole, you know, I mean, it was, it, no, it was a terrible dream. I mean, it's like, I, you know. Um, anyway. So. How'd you I mean, feel? Did you, yeah. Did you feel relieved, though, when she woke up? I mean, thank no. goodness. No, I never feel relieved when I wake up. <laughs> Oh no. boy, that was boy, that was fantastic. That was a, what a what a refreshing night's sleep. I feel like a new man. <laughs> you just had a horrible dream. Did you wake up feeling refreshed? No, I mean no, usually no aches and bad pains. Dreams, when you have a bad dream that seems so real, it to me it's a relief when I wake up. I'm just like, oh thank God, that was a Okay, a, a couple of times I've been relieved. I I have had a couple of dreams where I've. Um, I didn't mean you wanted to get up and take a jog, you know. <laughs> After that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never had a dream that inspired me to jog. I, I don't know. I I, I know. Um, I've I've had I've had a couple of dreams that seemed very lifelike, where I had had an affair. And I woke up and I was so happy to uh, have uh, woken up faithfully to Mrs. Winker. Um, but usually I wake, I, I, I don't usually remember my dreams. I never like it when I do. I, I, I never have sweet dreams. There always is something like, what is wrong with you? What is the matter with you that this crap is percolating up from the depths? I mean, it's just like my subconscious is just this like this fetid, stinking ooze. <laughs> I expect the swamp thing to rise from from my dreams. I had a dream that we got a new puppy the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream I went to Disneyland <laughs> again. No, uh, in all honesty, two nights ago I had a, uh, a dream that that Sarah and I got into a huge fight and, uh, and I woke up and I felt awful, just, just terrible. And the rest of the day, I felt awful, even though I I know it wasn't real, but. Were you nice to her? Were you especially nice to her? Yeah. I was trying to be. And was she like, what the hell is your problem? (laughs) What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why did you bring like, me flowers? Like, what is do you there mean? Someone what's else? Like, what do you mean? What's wrong with me? And then it turned into a huge fight. 
<laughs> you got the shining boy. <laughs> I don't know anything about that movie. Nor should you. It's the shin. Any- <laughs> it's the shinning, Jeff. Do you want to get sued? <laughs> you can talk about books, you, <laughs> you idiot. I can't read it aloud. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, that's I don't know anything about it. Yeah. No, Stanley Kubrick was. Uh, I, that movie was. I. I. I, I should. What did, what did I say? I told somebody the other day. Uh, I mean, I was kind of making light out of like some of the life experiences that have warped and twisted me. And I said, you know, after all, I saw Raging Bull way too young and uh, I should never have seen The Shining at all, which is true, which is true. I, I, I saw it when I was like 15. I mean, my my dad had to come pick us up, me and Joe Singer at the uh what was the one on Colorado Boulevard? The Continental. The Continental. <laughs> you saw it on the you saw it on the biggest screen in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest screen and the most lifelike sound, The Shining. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. 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 Is the Raging Bull the Actually, one? Where I think it was the Cooper. I think it was the Cooper. Oh. I think it was the other one. Yeah. But anyway, Raging Bull. Is Raging Bull the one where De Niro is asking his brother to hit him in the face? Is that the same? Because he's a boxer. That, that sounds right. I mean, I haven't seen it since because I, I was screwed up for like a week. I my, I don't know if you remember, I told you uh, I've been watching some of the older SNL on Peacock because you can watch some of the ones from like the 80s and 90s. And Another so, Peacock representative. So, I, so the one where Andrew Dice Clay hosted he they, he makes fun of uh, he makes fun of Raging Bull and you know the whole scene's done in black and white and I'm trying to think of the guy who was playing Joe Pesci he was actually doing a really good Joe Pesci but yeah he's, he's just over exaggerating what was done in the movie like you know after after he hits him he's like see that microwave over there hit me over the head with that microwave <laughs> hits him over there with the microwave and he's like see that refrigerator over there <laughs> and Joe Pesci's lifting up a fridge <laughs> and hitting. The, the dice man. Sorry, it was m- maybe funnier if you saw it. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm sure it was a perfect. <laughs> Cue cricket sounds. <laughs> I don't. That, sound, that sounds great, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Good, time. Good times. Good times. My, my. When when my parents were dating, they went and saw Raging Bull, and my mom was did not enjoy it, and they walked out of it. What year was that movie made in? Like how how long? Seventy eight. What year were your parents married? Actually, I thought uh, it was nineteen eighty. No. Raging Bull. Well, maybe yeah. maybe maybe they were maybe they were married. 19, you're right. Nineteen eighty. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You know why? Cause, cause, Gen Xers. I was alive for it. Okay. Yeah. So they were married. They were married in so in nineteen eighty when you were forty. So maybe, uh, maybe you were thinking that they saw. Maybe you were thinking that they saw the Wild Bunch, and she had to. She walked out of that. 
They should have saw Deer Hunter instead. Wait. No, and, and and they did walk out of the Deer Hunter as well. <laughs> no Why did your dad ever take your mom to movies if she was always making him walk out? Did they read reviews about the movies before they went in? <laughs> they didn't have they didn't they didn't have IMDB back then. It took it took it took no less than six days to get the reviews from New York City. <laughs> <laughs> by wagon train to Denver, Colorado at that time. Tom Hanks had to come to town and read read the news of the of the review of of yeah. uh the deer hunter. The news the news of the day. Yeah. This <laughs> this is two shows in a row with the Walken family reunion. Christopher, <laughs> we just watched the deer hunter. It was that movie is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh yeah i've only walked out of two movies in my life one was conan the barbarian i don't want to talk about the other but one. you stay but you stayed for conan the destroyer though right never never that, saw it never saw it <laughs> bar conan the barbarian was the first one he did right yes about the one arnold did or okay yeah. Oh, because there was that other guy who just didn't they just redo a Conan movie? Didn't the Rock or was do it one? another? Hey, by the way, okay, so a sweet a sweet movie if you ever get an opportunity is called The Whole Wide World. It has uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and Renee Zellweger in it. Um, uh, it's early in her career. He plays Robert E. Howard, who is the guy who uh, wrote these pulp stories. That uh, and he he created Conan, the the barbarian, and uh, he you know he, he had other so you know he was just an imaginative guy, but he was like living in Texas, and I mean he was a weird cat because he was always you know like kind of in his own head, and uh, I mean it was a real real tragic tale. He loved his mother and had this relationship with the school teacher that was uh renee zellweger uh he dies early he dies young and i can't remember how but i don't think it was i mean it wasn't an uplifting death like in the deer hunter <laughs> kidding totally kidding jason momoa was in the latest version of conan the barbarian really the jason momoa aquaman yeah the hooky lie, Jason Momoa. <laughs> Get this. It was released in 2011. <laughs> really? Yeah. So that was long before. Wow. They're going to have to step up it, step it up if they want to release a, a second one. I guess it's not going anywhere. Mm -mm. Uh, Robert E. Howard had other characters like he had Cole, the Slayer. And, uh, you know, a lot of these and, and a lot of these properties, uh, I think Marvel Comics got relatively cheap. And a guy named Roy Thomas adapted them. And they had a couple of great illustrators. The first one was a guy named Barry Smith. And he ended up going by Barry Windsor Smith. He's a terrific artist. I made, I made reference to Jim Steranko in the last episode or a couple episodes ago. And um, this, this guy was amazing. Just did beautiful work. And then um, a guy named John Buscema did Conan for, you know, that was crazy, 35 years. 
you know. Hmm. I what, have was some, the, what was the second movie you walked out of? I said I didn't want to talk about it. Oh, that you didn't want to talk about. Okay, I thought you didn't want to talk about Conan the Barbarian. Oh, no. Well, I don't know much about it other than it was lame. I thought it was lame. So when you walked out of Black Swan... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, ho- hopefully, people can learn from. Oh, uh, no, because Brian's kids aren't 18 yet. So I can't. No. I, can't, yeah, I, can't, I, can't. I will tell you this, though, something interesting. Uh, Jackson has his driver's license and he drove on his own today to the rec center to play basketball. Nice. Were you nervous to let him, you know, go right on his own? You know, my parents never said anything when I did for the first time, but I, I'd like to think they <laughs> probably scared out of their mind. Because I, Jeff, when I was driving for the for the first time, I drove a car by myself. I was working for Ken Mueller, and I had to drive like an hour somewhere to work <laughs> in a in a standard that I barely knew how to drive. I was just learning to drive a standard, and my parents were like, "Yep, go off, go off to work." I'm like, "But you aren't worried about me." See, I remember uh, driving my old man's uh, Aspen wagon. He had a Dodge Aspen wagon. It was gray with no trim or striping whatsoever. So it was not a great looking car, but, you know, it had a pretty, and it was the 70s, it was the late 70s. Well, I mean, the, the, I'm pretty sure the wagon was from the late 70s. So I started driving in like 80. Did so sorry, 81 probably early 81 is what I'm thinking. Okay, anyway, uh, we so I, you know, I, I, I would be coming from Inglewood south on Santa Fe, and this is before Santa Fe and Denver was all built up and everything that it is now. I mean, it was just like this stretch of road. And, um, I told the old man the next morning that I walked it up to 85 miles an hour, and he's just like, oh my god. Yeah, look, it doesn't have good tires. Don't do that. It was actually, it was like actually one of the few times when he didn't, what you know, he didn't overreact and yell at me. I, I would say, I'm guessing he was hungover, but couldn't say. <laughs> Man, three more miles an hour, you'd have gone back in time. <clears throat> Eighty-eight was the sweet spot. 88 miles per hour. Uh, okay, I, I look. I, I, I we've repeated ourselves in this uh, podcast, and I don't think we need to rehash <laughs> how much I hate hated uh, Back to the Future. If I had to do over again, I would sit for Conan the Barbarian, and I would no. walk out. Oh, of, come on! Man. Yeah, that's how I feel. Whatever. You know what? In the coming episodes of the Manji Expectations podcast, Jared and I will have a celebration to Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> um, the, when you use the word uh, a celebration, it, it makes me think about your journey. Yep. Your personal journey. And listen, your distaste and- for the Back to the Future franchise, that's your truth. And that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can see that you're living out loud 
I think you need to talk to your shrink about this because something something's wrong. It, Brian, you're being very brave. <laughs> I I see you, Jeff. I acknowledge you, but you're so wrong. <laughs> Brian, if I've ever said anything <laughs> to offend you, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't for the life of me think what it might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. God. What a All world. right. In front of Jared and everyone, I'm sorry about the Ferengi thing. I really am. <laughs> Dude, I have you should be. I don't even I don't even <laughs> I don't even think about that. Like seriously. Neither do I until we're apologizing for stuff. I want a I want a handwritten apology delivered to my apartment. I'm sorry, you cut out. You want a hand what? A handwritten a handwritten apology. <laughs> Along with the the Back to the what? Future trilogy box set. <laughs> oh, oh really? You want, I'll tell you what, if you want kids to think you are a square, <laughs> show them your DVD collection. <laughs> I swear, it's like busting out the 78s. How does that work? <laughs> are these, did you get coasters when you downloaded the movie? I don't understand. Your silver discs frightened me. <laughs> <laughs> did you okay speaking of unfrozen cavemen did you guys ever see the south park where they unthawed a hiker who had frozen like three years before no <laughs> it, it's i that was is this, a, is this a real thing no it's a real <laughs> it's a real south park okay so we're going really long and i'm really sorry just you know just make this your your workout podcast this week yeah you're um, coming up on the 26th mile right now good job <laughs> oh that reminds me brian jared can run a marathon how about you oh, <laughs> have you run a marathon jared yes have you really i ran a full marathon in 2020 um february and I think I caught COVID-19 after I was done. <laughs> no, that's how you feel after you run a marathon. <laughs> Something must be wrong. Yeah. I tell you, I had a fever. I was having trouble breathing. <laughs> Felt so sick. Muscle aches. I was achy. My legs were super achy. My yeah. toenails fell off. I mean, <laughs> that probably had nothing to do with you running 26 miles. No, I, I was actually sick before. So I ran it sick, which wasn't oh, smart. Yeah. And, I was, and then it was even worse afterwards. <laughs> I ran a marathon, but I had like the worst viral disease ever while I did it. So I didn't, uh, <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I did it in three hours, which I think is pretty good. <laughs> I told Jeff, I, I think it might have been one of our the first podcasts. I said it was comparable to the Michael Jordan flu game. <laughs> Jared felt so crummy that he only had 50 pounds hanging from his ruck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was the Fort Worth Cowtown Marathon. 
the year in oh, both. So it, it wasn't even at elevation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, we were like two thousand. We were two thousand feet below sea level. Brian threw out his shoulder, putting his jacket on. <laughs> I didn't throw it out. I aggravated an old injury. You know, you know what? You can scoff, all right? But camel hair is a weighty material. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Camel hair is a weighty material. So uh, what was I? Oh, man. Uh, was it? I was going to do a thing, right? But now it's gone. Yeah, you were going to do a thing. Fine thing. <laughs> You're going to tell us about South Park. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank, thank you, Brian. Thank uh, you. Jared, that's that's the sort of recall you get when you haven't had two drinks in the last six weeks. Okay? <laughs> you old souse. <laughs> Good job, Jared. Hey. You... <laughs> I, had, I, had two re I had two drinks seven years ago. Souse? Did you just call me a souse? I did. I did. I'm your girlfriend. You speak one more time about my religion. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just had two golden nipples at, a, at, the, at the old souse. So, so, uh, okay. So they, they defrost a hiker. He had frozen in, in, in the, in the mountains, um, like three years before. So they, it's like he, he, he couldn't acclimate to the modern world. So they, they tried putting him in like a, like a museum kind of thing. And so people could like, like roll by on a, on a conveyor, like a, a, a conveyor sidewalk and they're playing Ace of Base while, you know, to try to make him feel at home. <laughs> try to acclimate him to. <laughs> right, right, try to, try to bring him back into his natural habitat. So finally they release, <laughs> this is the great. It's like the whole thing just set up for this. They release him back into the wild, into Des Moines. <laughs> great, right? I mean, that's a really old one. I have no idea where it is or what it's called, but anyway. So that's a story by guys funnier than us. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's, uh, they're getting hitting a little bit of a snag with the purchase of the cast of Bonita. Yes, they are. Why? What's going on? I have Holy no cow. idea. Listen, longtime listeners to the managing expectations. Our listeners do need to need to know the truth, Brian. What's going on with the cast of Bonita? Details are a little bit sketchy right now, but there's some local local people that don't want Hollywood money pouring in there to to, to buy this thing. Really? <laughs> Seriously? Are you kidding me? I'm. There was a line of like 12 people outside of Casa Bonita. <laughs> it sounds like it's quite a few people. They've been were... taking weed money like, like the extras on any episode of Justified and, and now they don't want Hollywood money. And not only that, it's libertarian Hollywood money. You can't get better Hollywood money than, than those guys. I mean, it I'm not stinks. saying I'd let them date my daughter. <laughs> I wouldn't let you guys date my daughter. You don't have a daughter. It wouldn't be up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
think we all know what my daughter. Let your daughter make that decision, Jeff. (laughs) Jared's not what we would call a traditionalist when it comes to (laughs) asking for a father's asking a father for his daughter's hand in marriage. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm he's more like a hit the gas while the shotgun blast spider webs the back windshield. I bought her from my father-in-law with a, an ox and some spices from the east. She was delivered to my tent uh, on horseback where she performed the dance of the seven veils. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on that romantic sentiment, we thank you so much for this special Troika <laughs> edition of the Managing Expectations podcast. <laughs> wow. It was a very special episode. So thanks to the aide-de-camp, Brian Grimm, and the Segundo, Jared Reiser. <laughs> As you can tell from the round of applause, this was, this was really quite something today. We will, uh, uh, we will, uh, um okay uh that's it for now um you know i uh i i have i've changed uh my uh um what's it called at the end of the letter when you when you sign off what what what's it it's not a salutation it's the it's the other one it's the opposite of a salutation so i've been signing off by saying uh Peace and love. And I, just want, and I just want you to think about what are you doing to put peace and love out there, just out into the universe? What are you doing for about peace and love? Did you mean I do? <laughs> Did you I do? <laughs> I'm just looking at the opposite of salutations, Jeff. <laughs> bon voyage. Farewell. Okay. Peace and love and brain. Godspeed.